Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni Hilchas Orla Halacha Hey. In the middle of paragraph Yud Zayin, we're up to the beginning of a paragraph, a short paragraph. The Achashveiroi Shehu Bechinas Malchus Harishor. We dedicate the learning today. Leilu Nishmas Leia Bas Rebmeia Leia Bas Bahia. Mrs. Lucy Safti who was privileged to be one of the close students of my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, at a time 60 years ago when Breslov was not popular in America and especially in the Syrian community at the time, and was to establish a family, all religious people, many, many grandchildren in Koilo, a beautiful family, Baruch Hashem, and was privileged to, to, to be a Breslover in those days, 60 years ago, in, in the Syrian community in New York. And Lilo Nishmas, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Masnyako, Yvienta Fradl, Basra Bishuaria, Yehareni Kaporas, Mishkovam. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviv Khana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noyen Achoma Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Aviv Ilan Bas Yispendel, Sorocha Bas Yispendel, Sor Yehudis Bas Soro, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, David ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leah, Yeshua Ruven ben Chana Esther, Gitagenendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleya Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Mariam Brindel, Michal Soro Bas Hadassa, David Lei ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bashirat Voira, Borch Mordechai Ben Tali, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha Bas Perel, Yente Soro Bas Chanarus, Ruvein Moshe Ben Rochel, Shlomo Ben Rifkesh Prince, Chaim Ben Rachel, Eliohu Ben Miriam Rus, Lei Ben Genia, Besurch Sharchel Yisrael, Hillel Yisrael Ben Soro, Besurch Sharchel Yisrael. Rav Nelson is in the middle of a discussion about Purim as it relates to chapter 14 in Likut Imran, which this halacha was based on. who represents the kingdom of evil. Arrogance, he's the opposite of Sora Imenu that we spoke about, who represented the holy kingdom. Shemoylech <coughs> me'atzmoy, he's ruling from himself, meaning it's not a kingdom that Hashem wants him to have. Kemoshedosh Rabbi Senazal, as the Gemara says, Al Sheva Viesrim Omeya Medina, and he ruled over 127 lands. Sheyeshloi Geus Vehisnasus Bechol Habechinois. The fact that it lists three categories, a hundred, 20 and 7 tells us that he had arrogance on all three levels that Rabbi Nassau speaks about over there in Likut Imran. Bebechinas gedoilim, ubeinonim, uktanim. Arrogance towards those who are greater than him, towards those who are similar to him, and those who are beneath him. Shehim bechinas meya, v'esrim, v'sheva v'kanal. V'zehu, and then the Pasa continues and tells us, that on the third year of his reign, he decided to make this huge banquet. 
כנגד שלוש בחינות שמזגויים בהם. who have a, a serious potential of being arrogant, should not be. They shouldn't pride themselves. They should know that their wealth, their knowledge comes from Hashem. V'zehu, and the Pesach continues, Beharoisoi es oisher kevoid malchusoi ves yekor tiferes gedulosoi yomim rabim. When Achashverosh wanted to show off his great wealth and the glory of his kingdom, and his greatness for many days. Because the, the greatest area where people take pride and have arrogance is wealth. The kingdom of evil which is associated with arrogance, wants to show off. Why, when, it, when it has this wealth, it wants to show off its great wealth. How much wealth and, and honor we have. Silver, gold, and all kinds of beautiful jewelry and, and, and precious, precious vessels. As, as the Megillah says there, Chur Karpas Usecheles Ochus Bechavlevut Svargomon Mitoy Zohov Ochesef Al Ritzpas Bavashmat Vashesh. Achashver was showing off this tremendous display of wealth. Shekolze who bechinas kolmine Ashirus vekelim nefloim vavonim toivois vetachshitim vezohov Ochesef umine begodim yekorim sheroya haodam bimei chayehevloi. All of this is examples of the wealth that the, the Satan, the Yetzirah, shows a person while they're in this world. Look, what's, look what a person can have in this world. Gold and silver and marble and all kinds of expensive clothing. All of this is what the Sitrachra wants to show a person in this world all the time. Look what's available. Look what you can have in this world. Bechinas behar oisoi es oisher, showing off this wealth. Kedei sheyeh nimshach achreha, so that the person should be drawn towards it. Kedei sheyeh abey desoy lomo yalidei zechas v'shon, and so that the person should forfeit their olam haba, their future world, for 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 pleasure in this world. And so too, if you continue looking throughout the Megillah, it tells us this story. And this is what the powerful miracle of Purim is all about, which occurs in every generation and every year when we celebrate Purim. Because when these arrogant people 
want to show off their wealth that's coming from the Sitrachra, from the other side. And they want to destroy the Jewish people through the, the, with the plan of evil Homon. Hashem prepares the cure before the disease. And Hashem takes revenge from them. He punishes these wicked people from within their own camp. As the Gemara says, that from the forest itself comes forth the axe that chops down the wood. As it says in Divrei Yomim, V'chutsu goi begoi. One nation will battle and destroy the other nation. Hashem says, I created controversy, conflict in Egypt against the Egyptians. And as we saw regarding the incredible miracle of Purim, that as a result of the major arrogance of Achashverosh showing off all, this, all of this wealth, and Vashti wanting to show off how, her beauty, and Homon, or this trio all carrying on, what ended up happening? They ended up battling, they ended up teasing each other, to the point where Vashti was killed, who had brought tremendous suffering to the Jewish people. She's the one who caused the Jewish women to work on Shabbos without clothing on. And she was killed based on the advice that Homon gave Achashverosh through Homon's incredible arrogance. As the Gemara tells us, that when Achashverosh wanted to consult with his advisors, Homon was known to be the lowest of them. And Homon spoke up first and gave Achashverosh this great advice to kill Vashti. And through Homon's advice of putting Vashti to death, this ended up eventually in resulting in Homon's downfall because Vashti was replaced with Esther Amalka, who was the one who was able to convince Achashverosh to, to hang Homon. Because this is how Hashem operates. As it says in Tehillim, to Moises Rosha, Ra. What kills the Rosha? His own evil. Shehagasus Biatsma, Okroisam. Their own arrogance is what uprooted them and destroyed them. The Esther Hatzadekis Kiblo Hagedula Mamalucha. Whereas the, the holy Queen Esther, she's the one who received the kingdom and the greatness. Ki Esther Bechinas Anova. Because Esther represents humility. <coughs> the term Esther means hidden, low profile. Bechinas Emisoser Ish Bimistorin. There's a posik, if a person will hide in a hiding place, 
Shapir Shoyat Mosalin, Rabbein Zalin, chapter 219 of Mikudim Ran, expounds on that Pasuk, Le'inyan Anova, that that Pasuk is referring to humility, a person hiding themselves, keeping themselves hidden. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in chapter 219. And this is also what Mordechai at Sadik is all about. The Gemara says, where do we find Mordechai in the Torah? One of the spices that was used in the Shemen HaMishcha and in the Ktoiris was Mordechai. And the Targum of those words, Mordechai, is Mordechai. Rav Nosan now explains, Mor Loshin Marirus. The term mor could refer to bitterness. Droyer loshen cherusumalchus. Whereas the word droyer means freedom, kingdom, the opposite of slavery. Bechinas tzadikim tchilosam yisurim v'soifon shalva. In the name of Mordechai, in this mor droyer, we see a description of how the lives of the tzadikim are conducted. They start off suffering, but in the end, they have peace. Shebetchila soivel marirus. At first, the tzaddik suffers bitterness. And how does he respond to that? With tremendous humility. As we learned earlier, Mordechai tzaddik tore his clothing. He put on sackcloth and ashes, and he sat on the ground and cried out to Hashem. And through this, the tzaddik is afterwards, eventually, to freedom and greatness. As it says towards the end of the Megillah, Mordechai went forth from the king, dressed in royal garments, gold, all kinds of glory and honor. Because the end is much better than the beginning. And as the Pasuk says, don't show off in front of the king. Because the, the king, the king, one who is really qualified to be a king, he will be king. And, and make sure you show him the proper respect referring to the tzaddikim, who even if at first it looks to us like they're downtrodden, they're in a low place, eventually they achieve their true glory. Paragraph Yudches, V'zehu la'yehudim ho'isa oira v'simcha v'sosayim v'kor. Now Rav Nosanzal is going to take this, in, this powerful posuk in the Megillah and show us how it relates to the different highlights of chapter 14 in Likut Imran, which this halach is based on. Oira, ze toira. The Gemara says oira refers to toira. Ze bechinas eiseka toira. This is what Rabbein Ezal speaks about the Likut Imran, about the importance of the tzaddikim learning toira. Lohoir bishoroshe hanashamois. Because when a tzaddik learns toira, when he recites the letters of the toira, and each letter is wired to a Jewish soul, by the tzaddik reciting these letters, he turns on the light, and that light reaches the souls that are connected to those letters and inspires them and motivates them. 
שעל ידי זה אויסן בעלי תשובה וגרם, סדר דוז נשמייס וור פאר פאם השם, ודו תשובה, they become בעלי תשובה, or it even reaches non-Jews who end up converting. וזה זכן על ידי הנובה באמס. And Rabbi Nezal explained in Likud Yomran that in order for a person to be zechah to real Torah, it requires real humility. V'zehu v'simcha. And that's what the word v'simcha refers to next. Zeh yoim toiv. That refers to the fact that Purim was declared a holiday. She'oz zechen la'anovo be'emes. And Rabbi Nezal shows in Likud Yomran, chapter 135, Rabbi Nezal shows there how by observing the holidays properly, a person is zeichet to real humility. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this over there in chapter 135 on this Pasuk. Rabbi Nezal says there that it's the nature of something small, small to hide and, and lower itself when it comes into contact with something big. And the Yomim Toivim are big. V'yalkein b'kol ha-Yomim Toivim maschilen ha-Tfila b'matn Torah. And this will explain why in the Shmon Esrei that we recite on the holidays, we begin speaking about how fortunate we were to be given the Torah. K'may sh'oimrim, ato v'chartono mikol ho'amim. As we begin by saying, Hashem, you chose us from among all the nations to give us the Torah. Ki kol hayomim toivim heim zechel yitzies mitzrayim. Because all three holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, are all commemorating the Jewish people leaving Egypt. She'oz nitno ha-Torah. And that's when the Torah was given to us, upon leaving Egypt. U'bechol yontif mamshichin al-atzmoi kabolas ha-Torah. And on, during each one of these holidays, we draw upon ourselves the receiving the Torah anew through the humility that we're zeicha on these holidays. And that's what the real celebration and joy of Yontav is all about. Bechinas, as it says in Telem, Yishmu'u anovim v'yismochu. Humble people will hear and they will rejoice. So we see that Torah makes it clear, extremely clear, that when a person is zeichet to true humility, they'll have true happiness. And when a person has arrogance, that person is never happy, always grumpy, grouchy, negative. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likut Imran, chapter 14, that through this Torah, that the tzaddikim study with great humility, This results in balichuvah and converts. V'zehu v'sosoyin. The next word in the Pasuk there is v'sosoyin, and the Gemara says zu mila. This refers to mila. Zebechinaz geirim u balichuvah. That represents converts balichuvah. Ki ein hager yochoy lichnois b'kdushas Yisrael k'nayde mila. Because in order for a convert to come and join the Jewish people, they must ha- go through a bris mila. V'chein habalchuvah And so too, when a person wants to do tshuva, they also have to have a bris mila. Bris mila means to cut away the arla. 
a Balchuva has to cut away the negative as the negative that's in their heart. As it says clearly in the Torah, when it discusses tshuva, it says, Umaltem es orlas lavavchem. You will cut away and remove the tumah, the orla, in your hearts. So sasoin, which is mila, refers to balei tshuva and geirin. And Rabbi Nezal shows the Enlikutim Ran that when Gerim and Balichuva come and join the Jewish people, that's what really gives tremendous honor to Hashem. The Pasuk says, Hovul Hashem Mishpachai Samim, Hovul Hashem Kovoid Voice. Come to Hashem, the families of the other nations, bring honor and strength to Hashem. And also the Zohar Kodesh says, when Yisrael came and joined the Jewish people, that's when Hashem's kavod was elevated in an incredible way. vikor. And now we understand the final word in that pasuk. Vikor means and honor. Bechinas yekor v'kavod. Bechinas imtoitzi yokor mizoylel. And as the Pasuk says, if you will succeed in bringing forth something precious from something cheap, this refers, this Pasuk is referring to the honor that the Jewish people are able to bring forth from the low places in Golos, as a result of being doing outreach and being mekarev balei and allowing converts to come and join the Jewish people. This pasuk refers to that in toitzi yokor mizoylel, to be able to bring forth something very, very precious from something that previously was on a very low level. Ki because this pasuk that we quoted, La Yehuda is talking about when they succeeded in bringing about the downfall of Haman, who represents Gaiva, then they were zeichet to all of these things that we mentioned, the Torah, the converts, all the different things. And this is why we find all the way at the end of the Megillah, the pasuk speaks about Mordechai HaTzadik, <coughs> And it says, Mordechai, who was a member of the Sanhedrin originally, he would darshan, he would expound the Torah in a very good way to the people, and he would speak peace to all of Klal Yisrael. Rav Nosanzal says, this is referring to the expounding of the Torah, which Mordechai HaTzadik was zeichet to do, as we learned in the previous shurim, that Mordechai, one of his names was Psachia, because he would open up the words of the Torah, expounding and clarifying the words of the Torah. And that's what enabled him to bring people who were originally far to bring them close to Hashem. He darshan good to the nation. 
Heim Am Bnei Yisrael. This refers to the Jewish nation. Shekulam Mushroshim Boisius Atoira, where all the Jewish souls are rooted in the letters of the Torah. Mordechai Atzadik would shine light into all the Jewish souls via the letters of the Torah that he would expound. These letters of the Torah, which all the Jewish souls are wired to, are connected to. And this is how he inspired them to do tshuva all the time. And by doing this, he elevated the holy honor to its proper place, to its proper source, giving the honor to Hashem, to the tzaddikim, to the Torah. <coughs> and this leads to peace. As Rabbi Nassau over there in chapter 14, which this halach is based on, Rabbi Nizal expounds on this, Shemascheles, and the chapter on the Kutumran begins with the words, Lahamshich Sholem Boilam. How do we bring peace to the world? Vezehu Vedoiver Sholem Lechol Zaroi, Kaideze Nimshach Sholem, because through this whole process it leads to Sholem. Vezehu Lechol Zaroi, Kizoiche Shianimshach Sholem Lechol Zaroi. The Tzadik is Zoiche that this Sholem should flow to all of his children. Shehimshich Nesha, meaning, because Rabbi Nassau over there speaks in Likut Imran, he speaks about the fact that there are some Talmidei Chachamim whose children are not Talmidei Chachamim, which means they are not shining brightly. And Rabbi Nassau describes there a process by which a tzaddik is to learn Torah properly with real humility. And thereby, when he studies Torah, he lights up all the letters of the Torah. So, and and by, when those letters are lit up fully, that, that light is transmitted through the wires to the Jewish souls, to the souls that are hooked up to those letters. And then those souls shine brightly. And, and therefore, that's how the tzaddik draws down souls for his children that should be br- souls that are shining brightly. This is telling us that Mordechai tzaddik was able to draw down brightly lit souls for his children. As a result of him, expounding the Torah properly with real humility and, and lighting up the roots of the letters of the Torah. And this results in a flow of peace. And this, all of this flows especially to the children of the Tzadik, who were brought into the world through this process. <coughs> Take a look. This Pasuk also connects both things. The Limude Hashem, the study of Torah, and the massive peace that goes to the children. Because the children 
Because when Talmidei Chachamim are zeichet to have children who are also Talmidei Chachamim, al yidei shemavorchen batoyratchila, as a result of following the procedure that Rabbein Azal defines there in Likut Imran, by the tzaddik bringing a bracha into his Torah, by having proper humility and studying Torah bigdusha, bechinas Mordechai, like Mordechai at tzaddik, shohoyo poiseach bidvorim vidorshom, where the Gemara says, Psachio, he was poiseach dvorim, he opened everything up, he opened up the light, and he expounded the Torah properly, through this, the, the Torah promises that your children will have peace. Because through this, the tzaddik draws peace into the world, especially into his own children. Any questions? One quick question, Ratzel. If your children and then your grandchildren and everyone's keeping the Torah and tzaddikim and then eventually... I've heard stories where, like, four generations later, people are like, what happened over here? Like, they, they, they just... Can you explain that? Like, because, like, case in point, somebody told me they're an alico of Rev Nachman from Brasov. He says, and this guy is as killing me as I've ever seen. So, like, as a Choshu like, how can this be? How can you be that you have someone seven generations later that, like, Shemirachem? Is this a relevant question? I have no idea. Definitely is. And the answer is that we're in Golos. We are in Golos. We are in exile. And the Torah says, Vayisarvu bagoyim vayilmudu maasehem. That when the Jews mix with non-Jews, we learn from their actions, from their deeds. And, and there's Bechira, this free choice. Yitzchak Avinu was able to have a son, Yaakov, and a son, Esav. Avram Avinu was able to have a son, Yitzchak, and a son, Yishmoel. There's Bechira. There are many factors that go into producing a holy child. And then even when a per- person produces a holy child, there's all the challenges and tests that that child has growing up in this world, especially in our generation, that kind of thing. So we see that unfortunately it is possible. We see both, both, both opposites. We see people who are very religious and end up having children or grandchildren who are not. And we see people who are very far from Yiddishkeit and some of them, their children or grandchildren become rabbis, you know, become very learned, very religious. This is, this is a process that we're going through in Golos. And, and we have the term goyla. Goyla, it, gimel vav lamed hey, is a term used related to the exile that we're in. And geula, geula means redemption. When you insert the aleph, into Goyla, the Aleph represents Hashem, who is number one. Hashem is called Alufoy Shaloylam, then And But Rabbein Azal did say that a person should have children, a person should have as many children as they can, because eventually all of them will have a tikkun. So even if we see today people that are chilonim, we see people that are far, we see kids at risk, we see Jews that fall away, we believe that eventually in the end, all of them, just about all of them will have a tikkun.
The only question is, the person when he leaves the world, the Gemara says that uh, his children are like his feet. So he gets judged every year based on his children and his grandchildren all the way five generations later. Can you explain that? The, the answer is there is such a thing. There is such a thing. And every mitzvah that a child or a grandchild does can be a tremendous benefit to a parent or a grandparent. And at the same time, chas v'shalom, if, if it was due to the parents or grandparents' lack of effort or lack of doing the right things, the children or grandchildren, chas v'shalom, do not continue to go in the right path, that can affect the, the parents and grandparents also. It is possible. We know, for example, I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld used to stress that the Zohar Kodesh says, especially when it comes to Shabbos, that a person is given an additional soul for Shabbos, and then at the end of Shabbos, that soul goes up to heaven, and they gather the, the, the relatives of that soul, and they say, come, tell us what you learned this Shabbos. And if that soul is able to report something new that it learned that Shabbos, it's a tremendous pride and, and benefit to the souls of the parents, the grandparents, you know, in heaven, who see this, that the nachas that Hashem gets from the fact that this person studied Torah on Shabbos. And if chas v'shom not, it's the opposite. You know, it's a tremendous embarrassment to the souls of the parents, grandparents, chas v'shom, that, that their child or grandchild is not doing the right thing. Now, in the next piece, Rav Nosenzal goes on to touching on a statement that Rabbeinazal made, which is quoted in Chaim Oharan. It's not in Likut Imran, in Chaim Oharan. And it seems a, a little bit difficult to, to understand. And Rav Nosenzal here, I believe, and in one or two other places, gives an explanation. We'll start this, paragraph Yutes. Once said that the holiday of Purim is hinted to in a Pasuk in the Torah which speaks about skin diseases. If from the sides of a person's face, the person's head will have this certain nega. A nega means a type of a skin disease. Shehu Roshetevo is Purim. The first letters of this posuk spell the word Purim. Ki posuk ze medaber mibechinas negoim. Because this posuk is speaking about different skin diseases that a person has that are coming from a place of tuma, impurity. And we know Rashi points out in Chumash that when is a person afflicted with these types of diseases? When a person has arrogance. As Rashi points out, in Parshas Metzoira, al pasuk erez that a person who contracts leprosy, tsoras, <coughs> has to bring a korban, and part of the korban is using wood from a cedar tree and moss. The cedar tree is a very tall tree. Moss 
is the lowest, Ezoiv is the lowest, lowest plant. And the Gemara points out the reason why the Metzoyah brings this is to, to, to show them <clears throat> that this was your sin. Your sin was arrogance, like a, a tall cedar tree. And your tikkun is to be like Ezoiv, like Moss, to be humble. <clears throat> and we learned here now that that's what Purim, Purim is all about. Because what Purim is really all about is defeating the klipa of Homon, Amolek. And as we learned previously, Homon, Amolek is all about Gaiva. Everybody bowing down to him. And, and when Mordechai at Sadiq refuses to bow down to him, he's ready to put everything he has at risk in order to destroy Mordechai. Reb Nelson Zal says, and now you'll understand why the Torah defines four types of skin diseases, four types of nega, corresponding to the four levels of humility that Rabbi Nezal defines over there in chapter 14. A person being humble towards people greater than them, towards people similar to them, towards people lower than them, and towards yourself, being less, considering yourself less than what you really are, even if you're the lowest person. These four levels of humility eliminate and correct these four types of skin diseases, sheboim <coughs> algasus which come as a result of arrogance. Maybe we'll hold it over here for now. We started late today because I went to Harazesim, to the place where the yard site Leibas Behia, Leibas Rebmeir is buried, which is the, the area where Rav Rosenfeld, Rav Michal, the Breslov Chelka. <coughs> And the, the next piece that we're going to do, really, the whole next piece is connected. I mean, it's a shame we'll be able to do it in the next year. I see there's another question in the chat. Just a moment. Question in the chat. When Rabbein Azal said that eventually all of a person's children will have a tikkun, <coughs> does that include a case where a person's children or grandchildren assimilate and they actually marry non-Jews and, 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 and give birth to non-Jews? Is there a tikkun to that also? <coughs> the answer is that for the Jews, there certainly is a tikkun. And in terms of the non-Jews, there are rare examples of chasidei umayisoilam, or there are non-Jews that end up converting. So even in the framework of non-Jews, there will be some tikkun. There will be many non-Jews who will be eliminated completely. But wherever it's possible for there to be a tikkun, they will be a tikkun. We know that Moshiach himself comes from Rus Hamoyavia. Rabbi Akiva came from Gerim. Rabbi Meir came from Gerim. So, we, we see that there's a lot going on that we don't know. <coughs> Our mission is to try to get married, to bring children to the world, to, to bring more children to the world, 
knowing that that brings the Geula closer and, and that will lead to the eventual glory of Hashem, the highest level glory of Hashem. Baruch Hashem.